Megan Hicks of Iron Afar. I'm with Jared Hazen. It's a couple days before the 2021 Western States 100 Mile. You're back again, Jared. I am, yeah. I think for my fourth time. This race keeps drawing you back. Um, I want to cut to the chase. Mm -hmm. You've run sub 1430. Mm -hmm. You've podiumed at this race a couple times. Why are you here this time? Well, I have yet to win. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's why I'm back. And I guess fourth time is the charm, like they say. <laughs> You've done pretty well at this race for yourself a couple of times. It's mm -hmm. hard to run a perfect 100-mile race. What is going to get you from where you've been to where you want to be with Western States? I don't think I'm going to run a perfect 100-mile race. <laughs> um, I don't really count on that. Uh, I would say, so I've run the race three three times, and every time I, I feel like I've had a good race, and I'm proud of the races I've had. I think I've tried to prepare better, Um to yeah, try to kind of bump from you know second like I was two years ago to to being able to really contend for the win. So uh, it's a combination of the pandemic and not a lot of races happening, but also really wanting to to, to kind of put all my chips here at Western States is kind of took a long term approach to this race this year and started getting things underway in late February with my preparations and so. That gave me lots and lots of time to, uh, to, to make sure I got everything done. So. Yeah, February to the end of June is quite the training block. Yeah. And at least on paper or on Strava paper, it kind of looked textbook. Yeah, uh, I, I think because I had so much time, uh, <laughs> I, you know, I looked at it. I kind of looked at how much time I had um, after I was coming off of a bit of plantar fasciitis um, in December and January. Um, I started looking at things, started considering maybe like a spring race. And then as I was looking at the calendar, I was like, well, I don't know what's going to happen. Um, and so decided not to count on a spring race happening and was like, you know, I think this will be the perfect amount of time to do a very long training block for Western States. And it allowed me to build in rest weeks and to take a, a very gradual approach. So I never... I wasn't really risking injury as much um, trying to, to build up really fast or trying to, you know, do a quick turnaround from a race. So it ended up being very close to how I drew it out um, at the end of February when I was writing everything down, uh, which is great and partially lucky as well. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's been a very, very good training block. So I'm excited. Now you live in Flagstaff, and so you have the hills around there to train on once it's not winter, but you also have the Grand Canyon at your disposal, which is mm -hmm. pretty amazing Western States training grounds. What have you been doing, yeah, around home for your training? Yeah, the training in the Grand Canyon is something I do about once a week. Um, I occasionally do it twice a week, but um, one of my, I, I, I kind of started earlier in the training block doing a lot of 21 mile runs in there. So just running down to the river up and then back along the rim. Um, and then as I started getting into late April and May, I started doing um, a 30 mile route, starting at the um, South Kaibab Trailhead and running out to Cottonwood Campground and back. And uh, I think I did that 30 mile run like five different times. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's great because it is so much like Western States because you, 
when you're in the canyon, you, ha you have access to drinking water, and you have access to like the Colorado River and Bright Angel Creek on hot days to cool off. Mm. It's really good simulation, and it's great practice to be down there when it's really hot and, and kind of not feeling so good, and then knowing that you know you can get in the creek, cool off, and just just feeling that and being like, okay, I'm fine. Like I'm just hot, um, you know. And uh, yeah, I had a lot of difficult days down there where I'd, I'd run out to Cottonwood and get back to the Colorado River and have the 5,000 foot climb kind of back up to the south rim and there were just days where I was running out to Cottonwood and was like I feel so bad today how am I going to get out of here um, so it's really good practice to just be like well you gotta start feeling a little bit better by the time we start this climb and, and trying to figure out ways to to do that so great 100 mile simulation. I feel like slightly relieved to hear you say that like the canyon is difficult because I think for most people watching this, they'll think, oh, Grand Canyon, it's like a bucket list thing. It's this really hard thing you build to. It's aspirational, but mm -hmm. it was was kind of an ordinary component for you. Yeah, it was. But at the same time, like under normal circumstances throughout the year, like when I go to the canyon, it is quite the effort um, and it, it really... Um, takes a toll and usually I'm, I'm pretty tired for a couple of days, but, you know, getting in the routine of going every week and kind of knowing how I'm going to feel like the next couple of days, I always, the next, not always, I guess there are some exceptions, but usually <laughs> take it fairly easy the day after the Canyon. And, uh, it is a hundred percent. It's an ass kicker. Anybody that's going down there, um, you know, should just be happy to get out and, and make it home. <laughs> The forecast for the weekend is, you know, temperatures somewhere a degree or two under 100 to a, a degree or two above 100. Mm -hmm. I think that's cool compared to the bottom of the Grand Canyon. I think similar, maybe. Okay, okay, okay. Actually, with, with the how what I've checked when I've been down there for okay. temperatures. Um, usually, I think a lot of days I've been down there when it's been around 100 degrees at the bottom. Maybe a little... Uh, a little hotter, a little cooler. So it'll be similar. Um, one thing about the canyon, though, is it's it's so exposed, and mm -hmm. like you're just always in the sun. So that makes it feel a little bit hotter, and it's so dry <laughs> in Arizona. <laughs> so yeah, it's nice to be here. Everything's green, and um, you know, there's a little bit of moisture in the air. So it does, it, it, you can feel the moisture, can't you? Yeah. Yeah. So I think I I do think race day temperatures will be hotter, hotter than any race I've done here, but uh, I think I'm prepared. So along with, you know, running in the Grand Canyon when it's hot, I've done some sauna training and gotten down to Sedona um, to do some running. We, we've had a heat wave. I think the whole country has, but Flagstaff has definitely had a heat wave uh, like the last week or two. We've had temps in the 90s just in town alone. So mm -hmm. going down south, it, it's over 100 in, in Sedona. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Pro proper hot weather. Yeah. All right. Last question for you. Like, let's play Sports Center for a minute. How do you see the men's race going down on Saturday? Uh, so, uh, as always, this is a pretty deep field. Um, and I think, as always, by the time we get to Michigan Bluff, you will be able to tell <laughs> who you're racing against to the end and who is in over their head. Um, so, I, I mean, I I would assume by Michigan Bluff will be whittled down to, like, three guys um, for the win at that point. Uh, that that always seems to be the, the case. 
um, if not then, by like, you know, a little bit later <laughs> at, at Forest Hill, you have a good idea of, of who who's looking all right um, and who's not. So I think I think it'll be fast through the high country because there's no snow this year. Um, but then with how hot it's going to be, like the canyons, um, a lot of uh, attrition, I think, will, will happen there. Uh, and it'll just be who who lasts um, kind of, yeah, through the heat and, and through the hot, hotter sections of the course. Um, and it could definitely come down to like a one or like a two-man, three-man race the last uh, 20. I don't see like, I just don't see five guys being there like in the last 20 miles of the race running for the win. You know, that, that never really happens at this race. So do you see it coming down to who's able to race with 20 to go or do you see it kind of decided by then? Yeah, that's kind of a good, good question. I, that I don't know. Okay. Um, I, I could see I could see it going both ways. I could see a really tight race between two guys, like hopefully myself included. You know, like excuse me, I would like to be there. Yeah, <laughs> in the last like twenty miles uh, racing, like digging out and and it being a slim margin at the end, or it, it could just it could be blown out by then and. Uh, you know, it could, it could be a big, big margin of victory. So I guess we'll find out on Saturday. <laughs> to be determined. Right. All right. Well, best of luck to you. Yeah, thank Th you. This is going to be fun. This is I Run Far's first race covering in mm -hmm. person since the pandemic. So it's going to be real fun following you guys down the course. Yeah, very excited to be here. Okay, see you out there. Okay, see ya. <laughs>